Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Stu and Al pod. Hey, I'm Al. I'm Stu. Jano. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. <laughs> Stu, it's been, it's another episode. It's, it's, I'll tell you what, Stu, let's start with it. It's fucking art, isn't it? It is art. Mate, I'm sweating everywhere. Oh. I, I didn't know sweat in some of these places, but now you can. You know what, Stu? I went, I went out for a run this morning at 11 o'clock and it was a massive mistake. I, I just, mental. I'm trying to get into running run. in this. Yeah, well, I just thought I thought it's not too bad, and I went out and I was like, oh, "This is this is horrible." But I, I stuck with it. I stuck with it, and I just sweated. And then I went to the shop to get something to drink, and I just must have looked like a mess. But, I, I need. I want to be. Um, I wish I was like sn- somewhere snowy or something. I need to yeah. Be, uh, but well, it's going to rain. Speaking of um, it's going to rain, isn't it? So. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it is. It is going to rain. I heard. It was supposed to have rained here today and it didn't. It was supposed to rain here yesterday and it didn't. It just got warmer and warmer by the day. Warmer and um, warmer. But speaking of snowy conditions, Al. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, a Scottish, a Scottishman, a Scotsman, if you will. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. He um he went skiing in Canada for the first time the other day. Oh yeah. Uh, he had a good day on the sl- he had a good day on the slopes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he goes to his local bar. And um, he has about six whiskeys. Turns to leave and he sees this large stuffed animal head with giant antlers hanging on the wall. Yeah. He's like, barkeep, what the hell is that? Bartender says, oh, that's a moose. Scotsman's like, a moose? Holy shit, how big are your cats? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> good stuff. <Sweet. laughs> that was a, well done, Stuart. That was a good joke. I like that. I like the ones Thank that... He's my friend and he's Scottish. Oh, lovely. No, no he's not. I've made it all up <laughs> oh, again. Oh, 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 you trickster, you bloody trickster. Stu, what are you drinking this week? Can I take a guess? Is it Heineken? It certainly is, Al. Look what I've got. I've got rosé rose wine. Ah. It's quite nice, actually. Tinto vino. Yeah. So, Stu, I usually bring a, a guest. But this week, we've been sent something from a record label. Now, oh, yeah. Yeah, now, um, I don't know if you remember a uh, little someone called Jackie D, who appeared a few episodes <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah. Now, because she, um, she was on this podcast, her record company, I'm not sure if it's a real record company because it's called JD Records. So, sounds a bit dodgy. Yeah, that sounds a bit dodgy. But um, they basically sent us the, the promo, sort of the, uh, the advert, and they want us to put it out first, uh, more than it was. So it's like a worldwide exclusive. I mean, this is going to go to, you know, your big radio stations, your streaming platforms, TV adverts, probably. And we're first. We've got our finger on the pulse of live entertainment, Stuart. How do you feel about that? What a swoop. What a swoop. Well there. Um, so, let's, give it a, let's give it a whirl. Yeah. So, Stu, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pass you the tape because you sent us a tape. And if you could click it, then, I'll, then, then the advert will run. Yeah. Oh, yep. Cheers. Click. Welcome, everyone, to an extraordinary new debut album for Jackie D. It's Jackie D's Not For Knobheads, with absolutely no musical accompaniment on any of her songs. That's right, they're all sang a cappella. Her first song is a cover of Look At Me, I'm Sandra D from the Grease film. Look at me, I'm Jackie D, born and raised on Sornidy. Won't go to bed till I'm pissed out me head. Fuck off, I'm Jackie D. And how about a <laughs> <laughs> and how about a cover of the <laughs> of the naughty's hit Feel It? What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? Hey, what's she gonna look like with a fucking chimney on her? I'll fucking put a chimney on you, you fucking knob. <laughs> hey, <laughs> how about a nice romantic ballad with her cover of Back for Good by Take That? Whatever I said, wherever I did, I fucking meant it. Now piss off, you knobhead, you knobhead, you knobhead, you massive knobhead. Jackie D's, not for knobheads, out soon. So that was pretty good, honestly. I'll I tell you what, I'm going to buy that album. 
because I think that's going to be brilliant. Um, yeah, I guess we we have to, don't we? Really? I think we'll, well, hopefully we'll be sent a free copy. Ah, oh, yeah, that's that saves paying for it then. Yeah, which I didn't well, really want to do. <laughs> well, maybe next week, listeners, if we get a free copy, we'll we'll do a competition, and one of you lucky listeners, I just said readers, didn't I? One of you lucky listeners can win a <laughs> win a copy of Jackie D's Not for Nubbeds. Maybe a competition next week. Right, Stu, let's crack on with it. This is time for top three. Top three. Top three is a different subject each week. And me and you say three things we like about it. Yeah. So and we give a load of facts. Yeah. So look, Stu, last week it was, uh, it was your, your choice of topic. So what was it? Marvel superheroes. It was correct. So, Stu, <laughs> I really enjoyed this topic. I found it quite difficult because I'm not a big comic book reader. I have read Civil War, but my comics usually go around the Beano and Viz magazine. Mm. So, <laughs> I, I kind I of. Was, I, I was all right with this. I'm a bit more nerdier than you, and I. So yeah. I, most, I, um... most of mine were kind of around um, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I tried to find characters that had interesting backgrounds as well. So. That's all right. Sounds good. Do you want to start? Yep. My, uh, my number three, and I think I put them in, in, in favourite order. So yeah, I have. My, I have number, my number three is um, Spider-Man. I've always been a fan of Spider-Man. I like the films, even the shit films. Uh, number three, <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with Venom in it, and the emo Peter Parker. I still find it, I still find it <laughs> fun. Like... I think some people kind of criticise Marvel films sometimes for not being great, but for me, it's all like part of a big jigsaw, and I just I just enjoy it for its. The original Spider-Man films were kind of silly in a way, and I enjoyed them for their silliness. So yeah, I mean, the director of those, he was like a massive Spider-Man geek anyway. Yeah, I mean, if if you take like number three with a pinch of salt, don't make don't take it too seriously. Then yeah, it's enjoyable. So, but I'd say the uh, the ones with Tom Holland have been the best ones. Oh, yeah, definitely. So Spider-Man, as you say, Peter Parker is played by Tom Holland. Um, the previous two films were Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Tom Holland's the best out of the three. I think he's the most believable yeah. as Spider-Man. I think he's done the best job. Though, to be fair, I didn't think Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were that bad. I thought they were, pr- I thought they were all right. I've yeah. enjoyed the cast yeah. that they've had in each film. Uh, yeah. So Spider-Man was first introduced in August 1962 in an anthology of Amazing Fantasy number 15. I didn't know that. I found that out today. He was the first teenage superhero that wasn't a sidekick. And mm. he, he, people liked him because he was relatable. He had a lot of relatable qualities to teenagers around that time. Like, you, know, yeah. his, you know, the way that he was and stuff like that. And I also, I didn't realise, but um, his uncle Ben had a successful rice business. And, you know, that's... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> very good yeah so that's all I've got for Spider-Man he was one of the no, it's just, the, the whole relatable thing I mean he's just an average kid wasn't he so yeah. I mean, that, a lot of people could relate with him at the time and I guess that's why he was so popular he's like one of the neighbourhood kind of thing so yeah good shout on that thank you go on then you're number three number three I've gone for Hank McCoy aka Beast. Nah, Beast. Oh, yeah, I looked at that today. He was uh, a founding member of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. A mutant with animal-like strength and agility, covered in blue fur. Oh, He's like funny Sully. and very intelligent. Yeah. Like who? Like oh, Sully. Like Sully yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Toy Story, Monster Inc. He is currently running the Jean Grey School and also works with the Avengers. Hmm. Although that will probably change in time. Played by Frasier. Yeah. Uh, at one point, yes. Ah, uh, yes. And also Nicholas Holt yep. in the more recent ones. Um, his first appearance was in X-Men number one, September 1963. Ah. Some facts about him. Beast was one of the first members of the Avengers, joining in 1976. He left those later on, then went on to form his own group, the Defenders. Uh, Beast's father, Norton McCoy, was exposed to intense nuclear radiation. Well, yeah. Uh, that appears to have caused Hank's mutation because this happened before he was born. And my final fact, during Avengers versus X-Men, Beast sided with the Avengers <gasps> to investigate and stop the Phoenix Force's return to Earth. But as we all know, sad. it happened. Shit yeah. went down. Bloody hell. 
but yeah, Fraser and the lad from Skins. Yeah. <laughs> or Kelsey Grammer and Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Good choice. I like that or the, one. Or the kid from About a Boy, eh? As well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's se- my number three. Brilliant. My second one, and I wanted to kind of choose a little bit different for the first one. So, I've gone with Black Widow. Um, also known as Natasha Romanoff, played mm. by Scarlett Johansson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hello. Yeah. She's a, she's a lovely looking lady. That's for certain. <laughs> so I read about it, um, her character. She's a, her, she was originally a villain and is a, was a former KGB agent. So I find it quite interesting that she was originally a villain, which I suppose mm. Russia at the time. And she was first introduced in April 1964 in Tales of Suspense number 52. What was she doing for the other 51 episodes? And I found this quite interesting. There were seven other Black Widows like different characters who used the name Black Widow. There were seven other characters. And in, in the, one of the later ones, in the year 2099, um, the character of Black Widow was like, a, like the spider. She ate her mates after sex. So, Very good. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that as an adventure. Imagine they'd, I'd like to see that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, that'd be... That 2099 is one of the ultimate universes, so... Yeah. Maybe they should that try it. That appearing in the films. That appearing in the films, uh, very unlikely. Imagine that had happened. It. Imagine that had happened in Avengers Endgame. Like... Well, she had the Hulk. No, Black Widow had, like, she'd kind of gone undercover and had sex with, um, with Thanos and then she ate him. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. <laughs> Imagine that. That would have been, been such a... Much shorter <laughs> film, eh? It would have been <laughs> such a surprise, though, wouldn't it? The cinema. Everyone would have just like, been really godsmacked. Well, it would have been another way because they were thinking, how can they kill him in in a uh, Endgame? And a lot yeah, of people are saying, shrink, shrink Ant Man, put him up his ass, and then let him expand to to yeah, I suppose so. Vaporize They went the easy way out, didn't they? Not your way, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. What's your number two? Oh, what do you think of Black Widow? What do you think of the character? No, yeah, of very Batman? good choice. She's a bit. Um, I don't know. I mean, she's not a superhero, I suppose. But I like the fact that she's like she's the easiest one to kill, surely, like shooter, because she doesn't wear any armor, but she's just brilliant. I, I just think a character's brilliant, like her and Hawkeye. I know people have got problems with Hawkeye as well. But it was either her or Hawkeye. And I just think Hawkeye, yeah, they're, like, they're normal people, and just like they could be the easiest killed, and they've got fucking Thor to do with them. All to do with their training. You'll you'll find. Well, hopefully you'll see a bit of a backstory in this new film coming out. Mm. It does go back into her past, so yeah. you might change your mind on her then. But yeah, a good choice, though. Well done. Thank you. You're number two? Uh, J- James Howlett, a.k.a. Weapon X, a.k.a. Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine. Hey, I was going to pick him, but I thought, I bet you pick him, so I didn't bother. Yeah, I, I was definitely going to pick him. The meeting with unstoppable healing power... Adamantium metal claws and his no-nonsense attitude makes Wolverine one of the most badass heroes in the Marvel Universe. Badass! <laughs> what do you think to Wolverine? The Wolverine film, not the Wolverine film, but the Logan film is one of my favourite comic book films that's, of all time. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into it because I think at some point we can do top three mm. comic book films. I was just thinking then I could yes. do that for next week, but I think it'd be too soon. So, but Definitely I, one time down the line. I do like the Wolverine character. I think mm. there was there was a lot of silliness with his character until it came to Logan. When it was, they, I think I just felt that character just felt good. It, it just it just felt right the way they played him. Yeah, he's a bit of a loner in the comics as well until he finds his way with the X Men. So kind of like felt he had a home mm. when Charles um, brought him in. So, but the films have, have been well. Hit and miss, and there's a few. The uh, origins wasn't so good, but the Logan one, like you say, was top class. So yeah, I didn't mind that Wolverine origins one, the where where he's in the where he's in that team, and it's with Sabretooth. I didn't mind it. It's not a great mm. film, but I don't mind watching it. I've not seen the second one, but I didn't mind the Wolf, uh, that one. There's been so many, hasn't there? Yeah. I think he's been in, like, well, comes to one of my facts, actually, here. Well, first of all, he first featured in The Incredible Hulk, uh, issue 180. Uh, The Hulk was in Canada, and the Canadian 
there's a company in Canada who sent out Wolverine to battle him. So that was his first ever appearance. Uh, some facts about him as well. Wolverine has featured in nine movies so far. Is that it? Being played by, being played by Harold Bit. Nope, sorry, not Harold Bishop. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Only nine. Only nine. Yeah, he's appeared in nine films. That shocks me. I thought it'd be more. Uh, nine to this date. There may be more coming, but nine so far. Um, fact number two: Despite being described as a loner. Wolverine has appeared in 13 different Marvel teams, including the Avengers, S.H.I.E.L.D., the Fantastic Four, X-Force, and X-Men, among others. My final fact, when Logan died, Mm. uh, Laura Kinney, a.k.a. X-23, took on the mantle of Wolverine to honor his memory. As his clone, she shares all his powers and was also trained in martial arts by Logan as well. So... You do remember her from Logan, obviously, yeah. the film. But yeah, he, he was going to be my number one, but I remembered that there's another person I like better, which you'll find out in a minute. Fair enough. Well, my number one, I think before I'd seen any of the Marvel films, I wouldn't have put him as number one. But I just think the actor who played him did a really good job. I think that his films are probably the best films, um, in a way. And my number one is Captain America. Steve Rogers. I I just think. um, I watched the first Avenger the other day, actually. Yeah. I just think for trilogies of superhero films, I do think that the Captain America films are the best ones because, Mm. again, I don't want to get into which film's my favourite because if we do top three superhero films at another time. But I just think I'd really enjoy all three of them. I just think Mm. that the. the origin story was very good. The second one is just such a good film. Like, so it's a, it could be one. a standalone film as well. It's that kind of... Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really feel like a superhero film in a way. It feels a little bit... Uh, it just feels a bit different. And I really enjoyed Civil War. I mean, Civil War is very different to the comic book. And I love the comic book of Civil War. I've still got a copy of that. And I absolutely love mm. it. And it's very different yeah. to that. But I still, you know, I still thought it was very good. And I just think his character, and I think they, you know, throughout the cinematic universe, he's been very good. I just think Chris Evans plays him very well. That's just, yeah, I really does. like him. As, uh, I really like the character. So, a few things about Captain America. He first appeared in March 1941, obviously during the Second World War, and that was, obviously yeah. they brought him out to, 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 because of that reason. Uh, he's a patriotic super soldier with, a, with super strength, and uh, <clears throat> his shield made of... Is it adamantium that Shield's made of, or is it... Vibranium. Vibranium, yeah. He was killed by crossbones after the Civil War, uh, the Civil War issues, uh, but he did return um, later on. There's different uh, issues where he's returned. Bucky Barnes, who was the Winter Soldier, also played Captain America. He took on the Shield. And mm-hmm. on the big screen, Falcon is going to be the next one, which would be interesting to see in that. I'm looking forward to that Disney series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, whether, yeah. he's, whether he's got the shield, whether it takes place afterwards, or I don't know how it works. But I'm looking be, forward to they'll, that. They'll be taking place after the um, end game, but um, they're introducing the X-Men into the MCU now as well, so there's yeah. rumours that some X-Men characters will appear in that, and Magneto may appear in WandaVision as well. One the, Direction? Uh, WandaVision, the <laughs> yeah. Scarlet Witch. Um, that's what I don't get as well with that because it's got vision in it and he's dead isn't he so well, we'll have to wait and see oh, we'll have to wait and see won't we Eddie <laughs> I think it's with the, uh, with the Marvel and DC I guess as well if you die it's not going to be the end of you yeah there will be a way of bringing you back at some point there's always a way well that's what they were saying apparently Thanos is they could bring Thanos back because there's still a way to mm. bring him back so anyway, let's not continue with that. But go on then, you're number one. No, we can go on all day with this, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one, I picked Gambit. Gambit? Uh, Renmi Lebu, the Cajun outcast member of the X-Men, mm-hmm. known for his ability to turn small objects into weapons and whacking the fuck out of people with his bow staff. Playing cards was his weapon of choice as well. Uh, yeah, because he was in one of the films, wasn't he? Yeah, but uh, it did not do him any justice as yeah. well that. Very disappointed. Hopefully, he gets some sort of like origins film or uh, 
he'll probably get a series on Disney Plus at some point. I don't know. But definitely could have um, done a lot better with that. He first featured in Uncanny X-Men issue 266, uh, August 1990, I believe that was as well. So one of the uh, newer characters. Yeah. Uh, he has been affiliated with X-Factor, the X-Men, the Marauders, Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and many, many more. What did he sing on X-Factor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he sang X Gone Give It To You. Oh, yeah, that's a good song. <laughs> he first teamed up with Storm, uh, and then she sponsored him to join the X-Men later on as well. Mm-hmm. And that is all I have on that. Excellent. I quite like the fact that we've both had different we've got different approaches to it obviously you're more with the comic books and I'm more with the films so it's been quite an interesting well, I, I know but I didn't realise I picked three X-Men as well of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like them a lot I like them a lot I thought you might pick Batman who? <laughs> Batman Fatman? Batman oh Batman never heard of him <laughs> Yeah, go there. What we got on the social media? Let's crack on the socials. Social. The old socials. Uh, we have had quite a lot. Um, regular Gab will always start with him as usual. Yeah, uh, he's picked Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, that was one that I considered. Uh, Star Lord. Yeah, again. And uh, you two fucking nerds. Oh, that's yeah. really horrible. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Go on then. Uh, Hayes on Fire. She's also picked Star-Lord. Yeah. And she's also picked Spider-Man. Yeah. Hold on. And you weren't like the last one. She's picked Deadpool. Oh, I fucking hate Deadpool. I, I, don't, I don't get why you hate Deadpool. No, I, I don't know if it's... I don't know if the comics are better, but I just... I hate the films. And I've re-watched them because I want to... Because it's... I, I want to I watch it and think, oh, I want to wonder what everybody's getting about it. But it just seems one of those where they're swearing for swearing's sake. It's like, oh, look look how adult Deadpool is. It's just swearing for no apparent reason. And I just don't find it funny. I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's the I'll actor. Br- I'll, bring you some, I'll bring you some Deadpool comics when we find yeah, the Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll read the comics and see if it's any better. I'm just not mm. a big fan of the films. Fair. I am. <laughs> uh, okay. Paul Shepard, 87. He has picked Black Widow. Like yourself. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, like yourself. Good lad. And the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, good one. Pretty good choices there. Um, Loretta Hood, lots 13. She's picked Iron Man. Mm. I'm really or... not a fan of Iron Man. Oh. I don't know why. I, I, again, I'm not sure why. I like the films. Yeah. I, and I like Robert Downey Jr. I'm just not a big fan of Carry on. <laughs> yep, and she's also picked uh, Thor and Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Keza G. Knighton of one of our regulars. She's gone for Wolverine. Yeah. Thor again and Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier. Chris Comrath. He's gone for Eight Ball. Don't know who that is. Uh, Goose the Cat. <laughs> From Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. And another one for Rocket Raccoon there as yeah. well. Uh, Bernard Jetsky, Claire Randall, she's gone for Thor, Cap, and Bucky Barnes. Yeah. And finally, Johnny Hams, he has gone for, that's Johnny Hamill, he has gone for Moon Knight. So, no, that is. Iron Spider. Yeah. And Psylocke. Oh, X Men. And he's probably the. Psylocke is an X Men, yeah. She's, oh. <laughs> he's, uh, he's probably the biggest nerd I know. Fair enough. So yeah, all good choices, everyone. Well done. Thank, Thank you, you for, for everyone. Yeah. Thank you for being in. So next episode, I think I've got one now that is going to be a quicker one for next week. Next episode, <laughs> and also a silly one. So next episode, Stu. It's the top three mainstream films that sound like pornos. <laughs> <laughs> now I need to just put a little bit in there, like I did with most of my. You can't change any of the words, so you can't change Forrest ah. Gump. You can't change Forrest Gump to Forrest Umps, or Saving Private Ryan to Shaving Ryan's Privates. You can't do that. 
It has to be a film that sounds like a book. I'll give you an example. Deep Impact. I thought that was quite a good one. <laughs> You've already took one of my three now, well done. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> for next week, if you want to get in contact, it's stewandourpod at gmail.com or we are at stewandourpod on both Twitter and Instagram. Send us your top three mainstream films that sound like pornos. <laughs> <laughs> it's now time for 90s Corner. <laughs> Nineties corner. Each episode, me and Stu bring something from the nineteen nineties to the nineties corner. We discuss it, and if we both agree it was great, then it gets swept into nineties corner. If one of them thinks it's whack, then it gets put in the Leicester Mercury or Lincoln equivalent for sale. So, Stu, you're winning at the minute. I think you had the most things that have gone in. I'm a bit poor, and I really, and I'm not sure if this week's going to get in, but I I hope it will. I think every single one of mine has yeah. gone in. Do you want to go first this week? Please, yeah. I'm, I'm really chuffed with this one. Go on, then. I have gone for SummerSlam 92. <laughs> oh, right. Go on, then. Tell me about SummerSlam 92. I'm pretty sure SummerSlam it's one 92. that we probably watched together. Yeah, we have. It's when the WWF, when it was known back then, came to the UK. Mm. <laughs> the okay. first time. I think this was actually one of the the first pay-per-view not to feature in America as well. To be honest, it's one of the best pay-per-view events of the 90s as well. Yeah. Two massive matches took place in that one. We had a belt change. Uh, Bret Hart in the final match losing his Intercontinental title to the British Bulldog. Uh, yeah. The other title match, the Ultimate Warrior defeating Randy Savage. But oh. by a count-out, I think there was a mess... Someone interrupted. I think it was Ric Flair. Oh. If I remember correctly. <laughs> but you know me, Gene. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what he sounded like. The facts on this, Al, I mean, there were some dark ones. So I left them out, and I'll tell you them in private afterwards. All right, then. Um, but the facts I've got, it's the first SummerSlam to not feature Hulk Hogan. Yeah. One of the matches originally planned for this was Texas Tornado to fight Papa Shango. But before SummerSlam happened, WWF fired Texas Tornado because of his drug use getting worse and worse. Yeah. So he was replaced with Tito Santana, if you remember him, El Matador. Yeah. And Papa Shango ended up winning the match after all that. What hell? Fact number three, Crush fought Repo Man. You remember them? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't know this until today, but both were members of Demolition. Yeah. Uh, Axe, Smash, and Crush. Uh, so the Repo Man, he played Smash, and Crush, he was um, Crush. Crush. But it, it was brilliant. I mean, I had it on VHS back in, the, back in the 90s as well. I remember coming to your house after school and watching yeah, so, the numerous so tapes of different wrestling Either the Royal Rumbles, SummerSlams. WrestleManias. WrestleManias. Remember King of the Ring? I used to love King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Lawler, wasn't he? He was the first one. So yeah. King now. Um, it was great. I've, have you ever been to see it live? No. I know you I've have. Been, I've been twice, yeah. Yeah. I went once with my dad when, when I was a kid. He had Yokozuna on there, Undertaker, everyone. It was a brilliant day out. And then um, with my friends Johnny and Haley a few years back in Birmingham as well also it's, a good day out it's always something I, I, I don't watch it I know some people still watch it now and it's more like a soap opera now whereas it used to be just it just used to be about the fights didn't it it was a bit more yeah the stories have come a lot more yeah the fights just be, used to be quite exciting and you didn't need that kind of extra storyline and stuff like that they've got now and the soap opera and all the things surrounding it, was, it was just, yeah, I just thought it was more fun. And the characters were just more, were just better. They are more cheesy back then, weren't they? Just yeah. like, it was unrealistic, but you were young back then, so you didn't give a shit anyway. But I mean, that's why I used to enjoy it more back then than I do now. I still, I still watch it now and again, but I did enjoy it back then. I had all the wrestling figures when I was a kid. Yeah. And the, I ring. Had the videos. I've even got the DVDs now later on. Yeah. Loads of Royal Rumble ones and, there's a Macho Man free disc thing I've got as well. But. Well, Stu... Sometimes I had two. Because it was British, then 
you know. It's got to be swept in, Stu. Sweep it on in. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, Stu, this week I've picked something that happened. And I I didn't have this written down. And then I just found it today. And I thought, I'm going to try this. So, my pick for this week is... Dolly the sheep. <laughs> oh, the clone. Yep, Dolly the sheep. <laughs> so <laughs> I read about oh, this God. today. So I've obviously heard about it before. It's not like this is the first time I've read about it. So Dolly the sheep was cloned on the fifth of July, nineteen ninety-six, in the Rosalind Institute, Midlothian, Scotland. Oh, she's Scottish. Yeah, she's Scottish. Hey, she's Scottish. Oh, Dolly the sheep. I, I'm sorry to any Scottish listeners. She also died on oh. Valentine's Day, 14th of February, 2003, in the same place in the Rosalind Institute in Lothian, Scotland. I assume they let her out before that. She died of lung disease. And they said, so she was only six years old. Mm. But they said that it was nothing to do with the fact that she was a clone. It was just something that happened. I don't know how long sheep lived for. You. Well, 96 to 2003. No, well, that's, yeah, she lived six years, but how long do normal sheep live for? Longer than that, I would have thought. Yeah, I would have thought that. Okay, um, let us know if anyone knows out there. Stu and Alpod. Will be interested. Um, she, you can still see her remains in the National Museum of Scotland. So maybe we could go up there and have a look at her. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm all right. Although well, we are going to Scotland soon, aren't we? Yeah, so we'll go up and have a look. First, um, Dolly was the first cloned mammal from an adult somatic cell. And also, I found this interesting. <laughs> she had six... She's cloned through because of that fact. <laughs> she had six lambs. Did so she? she actually had babies. That's brilliant, no isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like this one as well. She was reckon, named... Do you what? reckon all the other like, lambs bullied her? Going, eh, you mams are cloned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was named. <laughs> she was named after Dolly Parton. <laughs> really? Why? Why was she named after Dolly Parton? Maybe they were playing Dolly Parton in the background. And to be honest, Stu, she's the world's most famous sheep. If you can tell me a more famous sheep, go for it. I don't think you can. Sean, Sean the, sheep. the sheep. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but real sheep. I bet you couldn't tell me a real sheep that is more famous than Dolly. Um, no. There you go. So that's my that's that's about Dolly the sheep. I always remember about Dolly the sheep. I think that's brilliant that she was cloned. You don't really see Tell it much just... now, do you? What cloning? Yeah, not with sheep. No, more in the comics, I guess. Yeah. Tell me that second fact again. What about where she died? No, the second fact you had about the the science fact you had. Oh, the first cloned mammal from an adult um, somatic cell. Yeah. It's a good one. Get your brush out. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Our first official spillage on the Stu and Alpod. (laughs) So, Stu, have we got any uh, have we got any nineties corners sent in through social media? Mm, We've had a few, not as many as usual, but they're all very good. Excellent. Um, Going back to Paul Shepard again. Shepard. Keenan and Kel. Yes. Keenan and Kel. Who loves orange soda? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah, I love Keenan and Kel. Now, you turned down his Power Rangers last week, last episode. So, is he going to get Keenan and Kel through this time? Yes, definitely. 100%. Love Keenan and Sweep Kel. Sweep it in. Good stuff. Um, Loretta Hood, Lots 13. I think you're going to say yes to this. Sweater Shop Jumpers. The sweater shop brand. Yes. I think it's because I remember in our um in our primary school uh, year six photo. Yeah. I know for a fact that you are wearing a sweater shop jumper. I am wearing a sweater shop jumper. I cannot remember the colour of it. It was grey. It was grey. Lovely grey. Yeah. You're on the front row of me. We were both very small in primary school, weren't we? I bet it, I don't think it was a real sweater shop jumper either. I think it was probably from the market. I don't know. It was good though. I'll have to ask. For those who don't know, we're not saying jumpers from a sweater shop. This was actually a brand in the nineties. Yeah. It came back. Um, it came back. There was a shop in Leicester, the sweater shop. A really? A few years ago. Yeah, 
we'll have to go and see if it's still there. And I remember seeing it, it come back, the sweater shop. Um, I think that's safe to say that's going through as well, then. Yeah. So, Final one this week, Al, from Chris Conrath. Yep. He's gone for, well, there's no point even saying, is it going in? Because we know it is. It's PJ and Duncan's Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Straight up moving, we can get you grooving. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's going in. Of course it's going in. It's one of the best songs of the night, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely class. I was always gets still on the dance floor as well. So I was at university with a girl who was a backing dancer for PJ and Duncan, <laughs> and I don't know, I can't remember whether it was she was in the video or she did it for a show. But you remember that arm swishing thing where their arms go in opposite directions in the "Let's Get Ready to Rumble." Yeah. She she did that at uni and showed us that bit, and it was amazing. And I just thought, oh, it's great that is. But yeah, so that's uh, yeah. So there we go. So, congratulations, that's 100% this week. That was fair, wasn't I? I didn't try and get rid of anyone. Not like the week before. So, if you've got a 90s no, Corner... No, well, yeah. I didn't yeah. Mind if you've got anything you'd like to submit to 90s Corner, get in contact at Stu and Alpod on Twitter and Instagram or stuandalpod at gmail.com. Get in contact. So, that was 90s Corner, and now it is time for, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn... Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Frankly, my dear, is where Alex does a impression of <laughs> a famous celebrity, and he puts them into a film or TV show. So it's usually pretty good as well. Wow, you say that now. This is my weakest impression. Oh, shit. Right. But it fits for the quote that I'm using. It's also the longest quote I've used. Ah, right. <clears throat> but it, the, I was going to do another character for it, but I just think the character fits the quote. So it's not going to be my best, but if you watch the camera, you'll sort of guess who it is. So I'm going to do a face of that character at the same time. Nice. You ready? Visual one as well. Yeah, go on. I'm funny how. I mean, funny like a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you, Jeffrey. What do you mean, funny? Funny how? How am I funny? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said it going to be shit. <laughs> Is that Zippy and Goodfellas? Yes! yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Mate, I'm now doing a mock-up for that on Twitter, putting that <laughs> picture together. It's going to be brilliant. So, oh, God. the other day, <clears throat> I watched Goodfellas the other day, um, Brilliant and, film. And Brilliant film. Then the next day, I was in the car and I was—I think I was just—I was just driving on my own, and I just started doing Zippy's voice for some reason. I can't remember why. And I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Rainbow, so I did Zippy's voice. And then I thought, oh, wouldn't it be good for Zippy to do Tommy DeVito, Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas? So I started doing that, and then I got the whole quote down. But I added Jeffrey in there, so I thought if you don't know it, at least I put Jeffrey in, so you can guess it. I, no, I was starting to get the impression that Jeffrey cemented it. But, yeah. Um, I was thinking for a start, for a start, I couldn't understand what you were saying as well. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's not even the whole quote as well. There's like, the quote's really long. I didn't realise, but I cut it down and just did that. The quote's mad. Yeah, it's a whole big scene, isn't it? And then yeah. he calls his bluff on, on the laughing thing. Yeah. Very good cool. scene. <laughs> right, so that was frankly my dear. I don't give a damn. And now it is time for Stuart's feature in the news. <laughs> so each week, <laughs> Stu gives us two <clears throat> news stories. One of them is real. One of them is made up. And it is my job to guess which one is real and which one's made up. He will also give us the weather and sports results. So, Stu, give us the headlines first, please. It's my favourite bit. Yep. Here are your headlines. Man tells Jesus in clock shop, Christ, would you look at the time? <laughs> Def Leppard to perform at Zoo for Cats with hearing problems. <laughs> and Billy Joel pleads innocent in arson case saying we didn't start the fire 
we've got two two stories. I don't think you'll be able to tell which one's true or false this week, Al. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really don't. Go on then. I'll try and catch you out. I've only done it once, haven't I? You only ever got it wrong once. Yeah. Back on number two. So here we go. Then. Story number one. A speedy e- <laughs> <laughs> a speedy emu is on the loose after fleeing her owner's home. Six foot Ethel, <laughs> who can hit speeds at thirty miles an hour, could injure herself if she stays <laughs> if she strays too much on busy roads. She's so far eluded capture from the RSPCA, the police, and Steve Irwin for almost a week. Her owner said she's been running since Thursday, so she could be anywhere. She's had stones thrown at her. She's been called a dickhead. Just all sorts, really. The police, uh, the police have been telling us she was scared and that uh, just she just keeps running off like Forrest Gump in that film. Um, the man who runs dead fast. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but she says the pet has been spotted in parks around Doncaster, but it just keeps getting away. Officers tried to corner it in the field once, but it just ran off with speed. Uh, at the time of the recording, the emu is apparently still at large, and police have warned us if it reaches high speeds in residential areas, it will be issued with a ticket once captured. I mean, maybe they could try using a rod to catch the emu. R.I.P. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, story number two, a milkman was both celebrating and recovering this week after reaching a milestone and then crashing into a supermarket. Yeah. Uh, Ma- Michael Cravendale, 70 years old, oh, began his day like any other, delivering milk door-to-door in the Isle of Man. But he reached a milestone on his 30th drop as it turned out to be the millionth bottle of milk he's delivered in his whole career. The lucky recipient was told by Michael's company that she would be his millionth delivery as they planned it ahead. Uh, they sent her some decorations to the house so she could celebrate with her um, beloved milkman. Uh, Neighbours on his route, along with members of Michael's family and friends, crammed into Doris Kirby West's house and waited for Michael to arrive. But this is where things go sour, unlike the milk. When Michael rang the bell, everyone ran outside and cheered. But in a moment, but in a moment of panic, Michael let out a curdling scream and uh, bolted back to his float. He sped around the corner and ploughed into a local quicksave. Uh, luckily, nobody was hurt, but the quicksave manager was fuming. He growled, I've skimmed the store for damage, and it looks bad. How dare he speed around here and float <laughs> like that? He should look where he's going. And if he can't see past your eyes, oh, <laughs> he should God. retire. Michael was sadly unavailable for comment. So I've got to decide which so one which one is real. They're both bollocks, aren't they? Surely. Well, no, you know the rules. One's real, one's false. But which one is real? I thought after the which first one. Which one is a lie? I thought after the first one it was obvious, but I think probably the first one's true then about the emu that's on the run. Ethel. Six yeah. foot Ethel. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. She's on the run. But most of that she's, story was, wasn't true. <laughs> yes, it was. What about Steve Irwin chasing her? Oh, I just had that in to throw you off. Well, there you go, then. You can't have stuff. <laughs> it makes it too You get it right every week. I had to throw a few curveballs in, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but you get every fragment, my dear. I'm yeah, but I knew, I knew you'd get it right. Come on, Doris <laughs> Kirby West. <laughs> Michael Cravendale. Oh, it was good. I liked it. You know what? I thought that first story... I thought your writing skills had gone downhill because it was a shit story. And I thought, if you've written this, it's not very good. And then the second one came about with all the puns. And I thought, yeah, he's back. He's teased it. This is it. It was good. Do you know where that first one came from? Nowhere. Daily Star. Is it? Oh, no wonder. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Go ahead, crack I'll tell you what, they, their, their, their headline was pretty funny. Right. I actually now forgot. I've forgotten it. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh, give, fuck us, it. give us the sport and weather. Yeah, just the one football result today, Al. Yeah. Uh, Italia, 90. USA, 94. <laughs> Very poor defending. Um, in cricket, Bradley Quack has been bowled out for a duck. Just happened just now. 
Yeah. <laughs> and in golf, Laura Sneezy has just scored a bogey on hole nine. Oh, God. <laughs> the weather today, or the weather for this week, leafy. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Cheers, Stu. Right, that was in yep. the news. And now it is time for a potential new feature, a feature, a feature we are call, calling What Have I Done? Oh, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> that theme tune should win it alone. <laughs> so I know that theme tune makes it sound like we've, we've done something horrible or something, but it's not. The, this potential new feature, what have I done, is something that me and Stu came up with. And basically what will happen is I will give Stu two actors, well, an actor and an actress, and he has 15 seconds on each one to tell me as many films as he can think of as that actor or actress. Then he will give me two actors, well, an actor and an actress, and I will have 15 seconds on each to guess as many films as possible. And whoever gets the most amount of films wins. So it's a little bit of a competition, a little bit of a quiz sort of thing. And it's a feature that we thought might might be a bit of a laugh. So, Stu, we, so that we didn't get the same actors, I said that I was going to pick two Americans and you would pick rest of the world. So Yeah, but I've only, um, I've only picked British actors, to be that's honest. That's fine. I don't even know so if my... Just, yeah, yeah. We did say, didn't we, as well, for the rule, um, these are only film roles rather than any TV appearances they've made. Yeah, and any sequels we're not going to include just the originals. No, so if you were to unless pick... they only appeared in a sequel rather yeah. than the original. So if you were to pick, pick um, um, Sylvester Stallone, you could only say Rocky, and it wouldn't count for any of the Rockies. So Stu, I've got a timer. I'm going to time you. So I'm going to give you the first. Uh, do you want actor or actress first? Ladies first, Al. Ladies first. She has been in. I'll just let you know. Fifty-six films. Put it okay. Are you ready? Your 15 seconds will start when I give you the name. Sandra Bullock. Speed. Practical Magic. The Net. 28 Days. Um, Bird Box or Bird House. Uh, while You Were Sleeping. The Lake House. Five. Five. It wasn't Bird House. It was Bird Box. I said Bird Box. You said Bird House, didn't you? I said birdhouse or bird box. All right, fair enough. That's six then. You got six. So, have you got a pen? Can you write that down? <laughs> I remember six. Six. So you. So right. Stu. Don't know why I've done my pen. I remember six. Don't worry, right. it's not hard to remember. Six. Go on then. Right. You want your actress as well, yeah? I'll go with actress as well. You okay. Got Fifteen seconds. Yep. Yeah. Fifteen seconds will start uh, after I say the actress's name. Are you ready? Yep. Kate Winslet. Uh, the Holiday, Titanic. Uh, oh, just shit. <laughs> what kind of odd shit at this? Oh, shit. Hey, Toy Story. <laughs> she, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was shit. <laughs> Good too. I even tried to throw you off a Toy Story, but I don't think you heard me. Yeah, you said Toy Story. Yeah, she wasn't in there. I know she wasn't. <laughs> oh, bollocks. Two. That was poor. I mean, hell, there's, <laughs> just... there's like 50-odd films i got written down here. Contagion. Yeah. Um, Steve Jobs. Labor yeah. Day. Dead yeah. and Sensibility. I know. Quills. Don't even start. Channel Sunshine. A lot. There's a right. lot. You ready for your mail? Sorry, Kate. Now, this man has been in 98 films. Oof. Are you ready? Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Speed, The Matrix, John Wick, Bill and Ted, The Lake House, um, Dracula, or Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, um, Much Ado Nine. About Nothing. Seven. Seven. Well done. You see the theme, Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves, both in speed. Yeah. So Both in the have, lake house as well. You have ended with 13. Ooh, so you've got... You need to get 11 on this one then. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen, is it? Nah. Is it male? Okay, it's male. It's a male, yeah. I'm, now I'm going to give you a clue on who this person is. It's his first ever role. No, I don't want a clue. Playing, 
You don't want a clue? No, I'm going in. Going all in. Balls to the wall. Well, I mean, you would never have got it from the clue anyway. I'll tell you his first roll after you finished. Okay. Okay, 15 seconds start now. Idris Elba. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, no. <laughs> um, Hobson Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in that one Dark Tower. Yeah. Two. Oh, I don't know. He's, he's um, not been in that much, has he? Yeah, i got about 50 films written down here. Star Trek Beyond. Um, Beast of No Nation, No Good Deed, oh, Prometheus, yeah. yeah, The Unborn, Prom Night, Rock and Roller, Twenty Eight Weeks Later, American Gangster, The oh, New Suicide yeah. Squad coming out, yeah. Cats, The Dark yeah. Tower you got. It's easy when you know them. <laughs> so the, the link, the link between Al was the mountain between us that both Kate Winslet and Idris Elba uh, was in. Yeah, oh, I've done and shit first, on that. His first role, Al. He yeah. played a parachute instructor in 2.4 Children. Did he? Oh, that was he a great was show. Yeah. So, still you've won that 13 to 4. I've embarrassed <laughs> myself there. So, well, I hope this one actually goes through. Yeah. So, if you weren't listening last week, basically what we're doing at the moment is we got rid of a feature and we're trying out a new feature for the next for four weeks and then it's up to you to vote. So, that was what have I done. Um, and now it is time... For Tales of the Bag O' Nails. Each episode, me and Alex take it in turns to go down to one of London's, uh, can't say best pubs, pubs. Yeah. And we meet a patron of that pub and then fun and shoes. Fun does and shoes. Alex, it was your turn this week, wasn't it? It was. Unfortunately, still, I, didn't, I wasn't able to go down this week. Hey? Um, I wasn't able to go down, so I sent someone in my place. I hope you don't mind. I sent someone this down because I couldn't, I couldn't. I just couldn't make it. So I sent a friend of the show down. Oh, it's not Dorigay, is it? It is. It is um, Uncle oh. Dorigay. I um, got in contact with him um, and just basically said that I couldn't make it that week and could he go and do it for me. And he has. So he was more than happy to do it, Stuart. What were you doing? I was just busy. I haven't written just that busy. Down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if I pass you the tape. But, but what happened was he was really excited about going down. He's always wanted to go down. And he's given us a, um, a little bit of an insight into how to become initiated to be a drinker down the bag of nails. I know we get in, we get in me and you, because we're press. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, um, he wanted to be a regular down there. So he's done us a tape of that. So I'll pass you the tapes too, if you just click it. Gladly click. Hello there, lads. Nice to be back again. Uh, Uncle Dorigay here, back once again. Like the renegade master, I suppose you could say, if you like that song. I don't know if, don't know if uh, you lads want to call me the renegade master from now on, because uh, uh, as I say, uh, as I said before, I'm back once again, like aforementioned renegade master so uh such a big fan of the podcast guys uh and um one of the places i was going to go and check out was the bag of nails because you uh speak so highly about it and then uh, of course al got in contact with me and asked me if i wouldn't mind going down so i did delighted to do it um did you know that down there you have to be initiated to actually be a regular down there so i took part in the initiations for the bag of nails. I'm going to tell you about that now. So the first thing I had to do was uh, become involved in a cockfight. Now, <laughs> now, don't think that there was uh, any animals harmed, because there wasn't. It wasn't the birds. Basically, what you had to do was tape a weapon to your penis and waggle it about another... <laughs> Fuck's sake. I knew I was going to have trouble with it. And waggle it about another man. So there was a load of weapons on the bit. I chose a pizza cutter. So I'd sellotape that around my penis and went. <laughs> was a fucking wheel slicer. Went around another man and uh, he had a screwdriver and uh, we had a little bit of a fight. And it basically ended with one of us losing a testicle. I won't tell you which one of us it was. But uh, yeah, that was my first part of the initiation. 
Next, I had to drink something called Urinbrow. Urinbrow. <laughs> now, I've not translated it yet, but uh, it didn't taste very nice. It was quite warm. Tasted a little bit like piss. But uh, I don't, I as I say, I haven't translated it, so I'll have to uh, try and find that out for you. The final part of my initiation was uh, I was told I had to go and kick a massive skinhead up the arse who was standing at the bar. Now, he was a bloody big bloke, Stuart and Al. Uh, but I thought, well, if I want to drink down here, I'm going to have to do it. So, of course, I kicked him up the arse and he turned around and he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> but, you know, I suppose these things happened. Uh, well, I mean, that were the three things. I've also been reprimanded three times uh, trying to get into the ladies' toilets. Um, but it's been an action-packed first few days down the bag and ales. It's, uh, it's been really enjoyable. I did think, actually, uh, lads, uh, you could probably discuss this if you like, but you could have a new feature on your show called Uncle Dorigay, Renegade Master. Now, you'll have to come up with a premise because I've got no idea. I've just come up with a name. So uh, let me know. Get in contact. It'd be lovely to see you both again. Maybe we can all go out for a drink or a picnic or something in the future. Maybe go down Elton Towers. Go on the, uh, the rides at Elton Towers. Right, well, see you again. Bye. <laughs> so, that was nice to have him back, wasn't it? No. <laughs> Always nice to have him. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was my trip. Well, it wasn't my trip down the Bagganales. It was, uh, it was Uncle Dorothy. But, Stu, hopefully you'll be heading down next week and you're not going to send anyone down in your place. But... Um, no, I'll just find... Um... Probably another joker down there. Yeah. He'll tell those good jokes. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, Stu. Oh, I'll tell you what Goodfellas would have done with, could have done with. It could have done with Arnie in it. Yes. So, yes. Have you got any audition tapes of Arnie maybe trying out for other films? Um, let me have a look. Get your After Eights box my, out. <laughs> box, you mean my box of tapes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking here. Huey Lewis and the Nudes must have been a pirate. Huey Lewis and the Nudes. <laughs> yeah, it must have been um, a working title. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, the best of Hoddle and Waddle. <laughs> Limal, where is he now? <laughs> Here we go, Arnie and Bruce Holmes. Again, Alex, I should have had the tape ready, but I must have forgotten. Ah, oh, it's fine. Um, but yeah, he um, he tried out for Taxi Driver this week. Oh, yeah. Let's um, see if he's any good. I'll pass you the tape. Should you do the honors? Click. Hello, it is um, it is the seventies, so I'm known <laughs> at this time as Arnold Graunschweiger. I'm here to <laughs> audition for the role of Travis Pickle in Taxi. Taxi man. Um, that's uh, Taxi Driver, pal. It's me from last week again. I've time travelled back to the 70s to be the <laughs> casting director of Taxi Driver. It's Taxi Driver, not Taxi Man. And it's uh, Travis Bickle, not Pickle. Whatever, let me get on with the audition. I'm not a god all day. In 10 years, I'll be the Terminator. Excuse me, are you are you talking to me? You you there, you? Are you talking to me? I said, are you talking to me? Well, then who the hell's who the hell who the hell else are you talking to? If you're not talking to me, because I'm I'm the only one in the room. I'm I'm the only one here. I'm the only one with this jingle of the way doll and this cookie from the <laughs> film I'm making 20 years time. So who who the hell are you talking to? Huh? Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Cheers, Hello, Stu. Film, Cut. <laughs> Cheers, Stu. I can yeah. see why he didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's one of the films where it wouldn't have been a better yeah. film of Arnie. In. Stu, before we, uh, before we get towards the end, I did, um, yeah. I've just kind of checked our Twitter and the, the results for the poll were in from last week, aren't they? Yes, yes, so, I've got to tell you about that. Our potential new feature for last week was Choir Eye 
for a Filbert Street guy where me and Stu had to sing a hymn or a, yeah, sort of a hymn in a football chant style way. And the results are in. Shall I go through the results? <clears throat> go ahead. So there are four, it's, it's four places. So in last place was me with 8% of the votes. In Good. third place was Stu with 15% ah. of the votes. In second place, with 31% of the votes, was both amazing. And oh dear. winning with 40%, 46% of the votes is they were both shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if that I did not is, see yeah. that coming. <laughs> yeah. Seeing as me and you both voted for a both amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Such a shame. Sure. But yeah, so that was last week's. Uh, this week's was uh, obviously whatever it was. <laughs> So, still, we got any emails or anything? What have I done? Yeah, what have I done? We got anything uh, email-wise, Stu? We do, Alex. But um, before we get to that, mm-hmm. I need to tell you about when I went to ASDA today. Oh yeah. Now, I was there looking at the um, prunes and fig rolls and the porno mags, and an old lady walks in. Mm. So she's looking around at the produce section. And this, this lad working there, he's like, oh, she looks like she's in trouble. So he goes up to her and says, um, can I help? She says, yes, I'm, I'm not going to do any voices because yeah. I can't remember what she sounds like now. But she says, I'm looking to buy some broccoli. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry, but um, we're all out of broccoli at the minute. Um, we've got none in. We can, we can recommend some spinach. You know, it's, it's really nice. You might enjoy that. So she says, yeah, that sounds great. I'll take a pound of broccoli. And he, the, the, the lad there is like, no, no, I'm, we're out of broccoli. Maybe maybe you try his green beans instead. She's like, no, 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 I just want broccoli, please. So now this lad's getting a bit annoyed. Yeah. He says, as I said, we've got no broccoli. Like, please try try something else. Like, what about peas? And she's like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. Wrap up, wrap up, wrap up some broccoli for me then. And he's getting really pissed off now. So she's like, look. Can you spell cat as in catastrophic? She says, yeah, 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 C-A-T. He's like, great. So can you spell dog then as in dogmatic? And she's like, yeah, 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 D-O-G. So that's brilliant then. So can you can you spell fuck as in broccoli? And she goes, but there's no fucking broccoli. He's like, I know, I've been trying to tell you that the whole time. <laughs> oh, God. All that. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> They get worse. But we have, but we have had an email, Alex. Go on, then. as always. Dear Stu and Alpod, I had cowpod in the nineties. My best medicine. Your friend, George Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my giddy aunt! <laughs> Next episode, we will be back with top three mainstream mainstream films that sound like pornos. We'll Looking be back in the nineties corner. We'll also be back with another. I don't need to tell people that we'll be back with a frankly, my dear. Don't give that in the news. Arnie's no. films, bag of nails. But we will be back with a potential new feature, a third potential new feature. So we've had two already. We've already had this week's. What have I done? We had last week's choir eye for a Filbert Street guy, and we've got another new feature next week. A potential new feature. We're not going to tell you what it is because. Nope. We know, we don't, don't we? Know what it is. We've got an idea. Yeah, we know. So if you want to get in contact to send us a 90s corner to um, answer the top three, send us an email, stewandalpod at gmail.com or get in contact on Twitter or Instagram at stewandalpod. We are now also available on Acast and TuneIn Radio and a number of other podcast providers, not just the ones that we're normally on. We're also available on Spotify, Launchpad, DM, and um, Apple Podcasts. But and we're hoping more and more we're getting more and more downloads. It's been been pretty good this week, hasn't it? Good. It has been a good week for downloads. But all our um, platforms are on our. If you look on our Twitter bio, there's a link tree on there with all the links to all our platforms. So, so I would like get your reviews in as well. Yeah, get your reviews in. Only five stars, please. If you could, that'd be nice. So, Stu, I want, to end the, I want to end the episode with this really quick game. Okay. I'm going to count down from three, and we've got to do the noise of a farmyard animal and see if we've got, see if we can send telepathically a farmyard animal. You ready? Yeah. Three, 
two, one. Meh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Try again? No, we did Dolly earlier. You should have done the sheep. That was, a, that was the bit. That was the fucking... Right, see you next week, listeners. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, dearies. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Even mucks about with those who cannot sleep. Keep it in mind.